0: Be seated.
1: Howdy, everyone. Howdy. Can I get a yee Awesome. Hey, I just wanted to tell you guys about the awesome VBS that we had um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night this week. Um, it was amazing had tons of kids come, um, and it was awesome. First of all, what I'd like to do before I kind of give the report is if all of my volunteers who helped in the kitchen, with the food, the games, the classes, everything, would you guys stand up? Youth group, everybody. Can you give these people a round of applause? Thank you, guys. I could plan till the cows come home, as they say, but if I don't have people to help us out, which our church body has just been awesome in that. So we had roughly 30 volunteers help out. We had a good 50 kids come a night. We had at least 30 of our home church kids, plus at least 20 of our neighborhood kids come. And uh, we did a little something different on Thursday night where we actually did um, the big kids program with a hoedown, um, and every single kid for both nights and their families came. And that's just a praise because normally on Sundays, a lot of those neighborhood neighborhood kids don't come, and so the church family that was here was just able to welcome them and love on them, and we're going to do another connection with them in the next couple weeks and them getting their um, pictures in the mail, which will be awesome. Um, We also did a fundraiser Uh, raised a little over um, 90-ish dollars for that. And if you would also like to help do that, that's for the Operation Kids to Kids where it's going to go to help moms and babies with vitamins and the nutrition that they need while they're pregnant, um, after they're pregnant. And all of our joyful offering is going to go to that today as well. So we can hopefully send World Vision a big check. And if you would also like to donate to that, you can bring your money up here and then put a leaf on the tree in the foyer area, we'd love to see that tree just full full of leaves and helping with that. So you can do that as well. Um, also, just it just goes to show um, with little people um, how much they have a giving heart. One of our little boys in our congregation, actually, wanted to give them money in his piggy bank for it. And when they by the time they got it all out, he had $60 worth that he actually wanted to donate to the African moms and babies. So... Pretty sweet. Pretty, pretty sweet. So we have some great kids who just have awesome, awesome hearts. So with that being said, I think I got everything. Um, And parents, also thank you for bringing your kiddos because we could have our volunteers and plan for it. But if you don't bring your kids, then we definitely don't have nearly as much fun. I had a blast. So kids, if you want to come up, we're going to do three of your five psalms. We'll skip the Christmas psalms because let's just face it, we're not ready for Christmas yet, even though we love Jesus. Um, But if you guys want to come up here and you can stand here in front and we'll do your guys' songs, that would be awesome because everyone's going to want to see them.
2: me ever.
1: Hey there, Miss Sarah. It's so good to see you and all my friends here at yee Well, Rawhide, we're glad to see you. T- hey, where'd you go? You, you didn't tell me that all these adults were going to be here. I'm kind of as scared as a pig at the barbecue. <laughs> oh, these are just moms and dads and friends of the kids you met at yee
2: They're fun and really glad to meet you.
1: In fact... They might like it if you sang them a song. Well, I don't know about that. I sure like me some singing, but my singing's as sweet as a skunk in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rawhide, you sing really well, especially when you're celebrating God's gifts. I heard you were practicing out in the corral, and only one of them cows walked away. Yeah, old bossy. Yeah, she gets mad at me when I don't sing her favorite song. It's called Moon River. But if I sing that song, I'd put the whole herd to sleep. I know you've been learning about God's good yeah. gifts, and God's given you the gift of music, or at least the gift of enjoying music. That's so maybe true. you can help us celebrate God's gifts. That's true. Okay. All right. Well, I do like singing out on the trail. Uh huh. And I do have a little song prepared for everybody. Switch it around. Switch okay. it around. Switch, switch it. it switch way. it that way. Oh, I don't know how. To oh, do I was that. wrong. Switch it back. Okay. Can I Sorry. Me, 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 me. Sounds good. Good Good gifts come from God, not just for their paws or the maws, but for the kids too. That's right. That's good. Okay. Okay. God gave us his son because he loves everyone. If you're sure that's the truth. asked about that i have to say you know because god does give good gifts sure we have that. a lot to be thankful for that's yep. for sure i think i got so much words going on in my head right now i think i'm gonna write another song oh like it's so full it's as full as a rabbit and a pumpkin patch okay i okay. gotta go okay. bye-bye oh, oh you're out okay well bye raw hot happy songwriting
0: we were going to try to get a slideshow here for you to see some of the pictures of what happened this week. And I know Mackenzie uh, had a thank you for all of her workers, but Mackenzie, can you come up here? Because we really owe you a very significant thank you for your leadership Very evident that you love our kids, um, and uh, you're passionate about leading them to Jesus and teaching them about Jesus. And it was a very successful week. Thursday night there was probably we think at least 180 people here, maybe more. It was it was filled, and um, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So we're we're doing really good at 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 maintaining a constant connection with our community. and uh, But thank you, Mackenzie, for for your leadership, for your passion, for your love for Jesus. It oozes. And for your great music. Um, why don't we have her on the worship team up here? That's why you do sign language. Okay, I got you. Gotcha. Can we say thank you to her one more time, church? She really deserves it. And just so you know, she did all that while having another job at Golden Bell, and she moved this weekend into a new house. So she's been slightly busy, and uh, but thank you for all the fruit uh, of your labors. Um, I want to invite our ushers to come forward. We want to be able to continue our time of worship together through our giving. As Mackenzie said, Ms. McKenzie said... Uh, the offerings that come into the joyful bucket today from our kids will uh, go to the, the mission work in Zambia. Uh, feel free, if you want to, if you're turning in a check today and you want to add a little bit onto your check for Zambia, just mark that on a memo line on your check so we can make sure and divert all funds for Zambia that need to go to that. We, we want to bless that ministry. Jesus We honor you today. Thank you for the joy that you have placed in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds. And it's overflowing this morning. We thank you for your provision. All the provision that has come up to this point and the provision that is still to come. We trust you in all things. We trust you as a as a church family for all the provision that is needed here. We trust you as individual family units for the provision that needs to come for each and every one of us personally. Take what we have to offer you today. Use it. Bless it. Multiply it. Accomplish your kingdom purposes with it. Build your church with it. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. And I do want to remind us that we have electronic giving options If that is something you prefer, you can see right up on the screen there how you can give electronically. Thank you, kids. And our kids are staying with us in here this morning, which is always fun for us. So I want to invite you to the book of Jonah today. The book of Jonah is, is short. We're even going to make it shorter by just looking at the last couple of chapters. The book of Jonah is Jonah's story, which most of us in this room are going to know quite well. Kids, why do we know Jonah so well? What happens with Jonah? He, got, he gets eaten by a whale, whale yes. So he gets swallowed up by a fish, classic Bible story that, that uh, we learn about when we're kids, uh, but it's, it's a terrific story about God's grace, and God's grace is throughout the four chapters, very short chapters of the book of Jonah. So just so we kind of understand where we're at as we pick up the reading at chapter three, Jonah is a prophet in Israel. He's serving as a prophet in Israel during the time of the kings. It's King Jeroboam II in particular when he is doing his thing. So it's before the exile. I realize we've been looking at stories connected to the exile over the last few weeks. So we're going to go back in the timeline a little bit during the days of the kings. Uh, there were a number of prophets that were raised up during Israel's time, and, and they, would, they would hear the voice of the Lord. They would get a message from the Lord, and then their job or their task was to convey that message. Most of the time, it was for Israel. A certain group in Israel, Israel as a whole, maybe a certain tribe of Israel. Most of the time, the messages were directly for Israel. Or were even, and especially, they, they would be prophetic uh, statements. Here's what's coming down the line. Here's what is going to happen soon. This particular time for Jonah, though, he gets a message for a group of people outside of Israel. The Ninevites, the city of Nineveh was was in the nation of Assyria. The Assyrians were mortal enemies of Israel, Um, violent people and had a special violence and, and disdain that they had for for Israel. And so when Jonah gets the word for Nineveh, he has a he has a real problem with with this. And so instead of heading to Nineveh, which would have been east, he buys a ticket to get on a boat to head west. He wants to go as far away from Nineveh as possible. Basically, he's running from God. And perhaps that piece of the story would connect with some folks in here. Maybe you look back on your particular spiritual journey and you can see and reflect on a time when you ran from God. I know I can. I know this story finds a connection with my journey. But Jonah takes off and runs in the opposite direction. And what happens is uh, as he's on the ship, basically a storm comes against the boat and the people on the boat, uh, all being you know, somewhat spiritual, um, they begin to ascribe blame to somebody. Somebody has done something wrong and, on, on this ship. Who is it? Who, why, why have the gods come against us? Why has God come against us? And um, Jonah steps up and says, it's me. It's my fault. I'm the one running. Toss me overboard, and the storm will cease. And they're very reluctant to do so, but they comply, and they throw Jonah overboard. And sure enough, the storm ceases. They're okay, but here's Jonah now out in the sea. And he gets swallowed up by a whale, which we're all very familiar with. And he's inside of the whale for, or the great fish for three days. While inside he prays this prayer and he's 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 communicating with God. Now I realize that as as we try to wrap our logical minds around this this story, it's it's pretty fantastic. How how can this human being, grown human being exist inside of a fish, inside of a whale for three days, three nights? How how can and and, and and even engage in prayer without being digested I I, I, uh, I I don't have answers for that this is a fantastic story but nonetheless this is happening and as as he's crying out to God from the belly of the whale from he, he talks about being in in the pit and how God is the one who can rescue out of the pit after three days and three nights in the belly of the whale the, the whale, shoots him out of his mouth and he comes onto dry ground and and he's rescued from the mouth the belly of, of the whale. And we pick up the reading at this point in chapter 3. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. So this time, Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now he finally goes east. Now Nineveh was a very large city, and it took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming. Imagine this, walking right into the heart of the city of your enemies. And you just begin shouting out, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed, and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. When Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. And this was the proclamation he issued to Nineveh. So that we will not perish. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he he relented and did not bring on them the destruction that he had threatened. But to Jonah, this seemed very wrong. And he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? That is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. I knew you were going to do this. Now, Lord, take away my life, for it's better for me to die than to live. The Lord's reply, Jonah, is it right for you to be angry? Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place in, east of the city there he made himself a shelter sat in its shade and waited to see what would happen to the city then the Lord God provided a leafy plant and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort and Jonah was very happy about the plant But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm, which chewed the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that Jonah grew faint. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. God's reply, is it right for you to be angry? About the plant? It is. And I'm so angry, I wish I were dead. The Lord's reply. You've been concerned about this plant, and you didn't tend to it. You didn't make it grow. It sprang up overnight, and then it died overnight. concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than a hundred twenty thousand people who aren't able to tell their right hand from their left. What about the animals? And the story ends right there. God's grace impossible to comprehend. to see especially when that grace is coming upon our enemies this is ultimately jonah's struggle here oh he loves it when god's grace comes his direction right tossed being tossed into the sea god's grace shows up in the shape of a of a huge fish swallowing up jonah keeping him from drowning Then God's grace shows up for Jonah again, spitting him out of the great fish, putting him back into regular life on land. God's grace shows up again for Jonah by bringing a plant that comes over his head, providing him protection. So Jonah's very pleased when when grace comes his direction. And extremely displeased when it comes to the Ninevites. It's a very challenging thing for us, church, really. Jesus shows up on the scene many, 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 many years later saying things like, love your enemies, pray for those persecute you. Is that something that you do regularly? Is that something that has been a part of your spiritual journey, your life? And when you pray for your enemies, how do you pray for them? Lord, smite them. <laughs> right? Because we can, we can take on Jonah's mentality, in our dialogue about with our dialogue with God about our enemies, take them out. Handle them, Lord. Deal with them. But what what if what if in our prayer time for our enemies we asked for the mercy and the grace of God to come on them? are easy words to say right now, but to walk something out like that is very difficult to do. Um, it's almost anti-human to do that. It's really a supernatural thing to do that. I mean, because I am I, convinced, and I, I, as, I, as I've just had to do this myself and walk this out myself, it it requires the empowerment of God on my life to even be able to say such words. And I'm talking about in my private prayer life. I haven't even gotten to the point where I take the step towards my enemy in real life. But the grace of God is something that We should want for everyone, including our enemies who just might turn from their wicked ways, who who just might decide to do something differently than how they've done it before, who might repent. choose to want to do things God's way. And who knows, there might end up being some sort of reconciliation. I found in my life that many times my enemies were first my friends and something happened that made things turn. Suggesting today that when it comes to our relationship with our enemies that the bridge has to be rebuilt. Sometimes that may not be possible. But still we can ask for the grace of God to come upon them so that they might not burn other bridges. all, they're just as human as we are, in need of God's grace and mercy just as much as we do, and it, it's sad to dig into a story like this, uh, of all the people that, of all the Israelites that were walking the earth at that time, Jonah, as, as a prophet of God, should have been the one most tender to the needs of the Ninevites, but Jonah's a human, and the Ninevites were evil, and had, and the Assyrians had done much harm to Israel. It's not hard to blame Jonah for wanting Nineveh to be wiped out. I'm sure he was pretty excited. You can tell, pretty excited about putting Nineveh to an end. This is going to be a great show. But no, they turned and they repent, put on sackcloth. The king issues a decree. Don't even let the animals eat. Perhaps God will relent. Loving our enemies, allowing, hoping for the grace of God to come upon not just us, but those who seem to be against us. What a magnificent display of the love of Jesus that can come through his church when we function, when we pray, when we, when we live in such a way. I want to pray for us. Jesus, this quick word today, this quick instruction today that, that flows right out of the story of Jonah We celebrate your grace in our lives. We sing about it. We uh, thank you for it. We long for it. We need it. We need your grace. We need your grace to show up. Sometimes we need your grace to show up in the form of a whale to, to save us from our own calamity. Sometimes we need your grace to show up just as a shade covering us from the scorching heat. Some, there, there's many different ways that we might need your grace on in any particular moment. And we thank you for that and we celebrate that. But we're faced with the same challenge as Jonah was faced with. What about those who are against us? Those that we might deem as enemies. That our human uh, nature longs for justice, retribution, whatever word we want to use that that would seem to fulfill uh, our anger, our resentment, our... suffering that maybe has occurred because of them, whoever they are. And we're challenged, we got the same challenge before us as Jonah has in the story that by you changing us, the way we think, the way we feel, you can move us into a place where we can hope for your grace to come upon them as well that your love and your mercy would surround them, woo them into your space, into your presence, into relationship with you, changing them. And by changing them, as you're changing us, who knows what kind of healing could take place. What amazing miracles that could happen if your church were, 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 to, were to take this on, allow this to be part of our life equation, of our, of our spiritual journey, what an impact it can have on those that perhaps were once close to us but now are not anymore. Whatever the reason, the enemy might exist. This only happens... Because your presence is in us, because your empowerment is happening in us and through us. Thank you that this can be the fruit of our life with you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus we all prayed and everybody said. Well, how would you guys like to do a little more singing today? Well, I'm going to invite our worship team to hitch up their wagons and get on up here. They dared me to say that, and I said, don't dare me to say something like that. Cause, Hey, we're going to have some more fun, so why don't you stand up with us, and let's close out today singing a little bit more together, celebrating the love of Jesus in our lives. The trumpet of the Lord shall sound, and time shall be no more, and the morning breaks eternal bright and fair, when the saved of shall gather over on the other shore, and the roll is called up May the Lord make his face to shine on you, be gracious to you, may his countenance come upon you, may he fill you with his peace, and may you experience the warmth of his grace throughout the week. Have an amazing one. See you next Sunday.